Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for returning. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Marissa Cruz, Chief Medical Officer of Empatica. Empatica is a digital health and AI company developing medical-grade wearables and digital biomarkers for health monitoring and diagnostics. She's joining us to talk about her experience as a practicing clinician at UCSF Empatica's FDA-cleared Empatica Health Monitoring Platform. Uh, She's going to talk a bit about, of course, digital biomarkers, the company's vision for remote patient monitoring, and its use in decentralized clinical research. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Marissa Cruz. Thank you for your time this evening. Thank you so much, Neil. I'm looking forward to the discussion. It's great to be here. Now, it's my understanding that you're a physician leader. You're committed to reimagining patient-centered care. Tell us a bit about yourself and more about your role at Empatica and what led you there. Absolutely. So, as you mentioned, I'm a practicing clinician. Um, I am an endocrinologist and internist by training. I still see patients at UCSF um, one day a week, uh, primarily focused on endocrine disorders, but have long had an interest in uh, public health and applied medicine and the promise of technology to improve patient outcomes. So as part of my journey, I've taken a, a couple of detours from my academic training to spend time working in public health clinics, public health departments, and then spent a number of years at FDA in various capacities, but the last several years at CDRH, the Medical Device Center, focused on helping to develop policies that were right-sized to a variety of digital health companies, ranging from small startups to more established companies and giving them the guidance that they were asking for to uh, promote innovation, but make sure that the devices out in the world are safe and effective. I joined Empatica about a year ago, a little bit over, um, and in my role uh, at the company, I serve a couple of functions. I am the chief medical officer, as you mentioned, and I oversee our regulatory and quality team. And then I also oversee our group that executes clinical trials that we sponsor internally to try to validate our digital biomarkers after we develop new algorithms. And finally, I lead the data science team that develops the biomarkers that eventually go through our regulatory clearance process. We're all hearing so much about AI and digital health these days. How long has AI been an integral part of uh, the healthcare system when it comes to monitoring in these medical-grade wearables and such? That's a great question. So I do think that we have seen over the past, you know, five to 10 years, an increasing reliance on machine learning and AI developed models um, that are used in a variety of capacities, ranging from wearables to digital biomarkers to clinical decision support, where we're really generating recommendations for clinicians to help uh, triage patient care to help radiologists identify images that are not as visible to the human eye. So I think we've we've seen an, a rapid uptake uh, in the emergence of uh, integration of these kinds of technologies uh, into clinical care over that time frame. Empatica Health Monitoring Platform. Give us some information as to what led to the development of this platform and then how it's going to change or advance progress in clinical research and beyond. Absolutely. So just as a as a brief primer on Empatica, we were founded in 2011 as a spin-off out of MIT and we really focused uh, exclusively on the development of wearable sensors and associated technology for 
the enablement of continuous and passive, unobtrusive patient monitoring. And so over the years, we've developed a, a suite of biomarkers that allow for a collection of validated endpoints that are relevant to both patient care and clinical research. And so the Empatica Health Monitoring Platform is really an extension of that initial work. It's an FDA cleared platform, as you mentioned, which includes a full stack set of technologies from a wearable wrist-worn sensor, so a smartwatch form factor, and then a app that allows for visualization of the data that is collected through the wearable, and then to cloud-based storage and a portal that is accessible by healthcare practitioners so that you can visualize trend data and um, do some analysis and interpretation of the data that's been collected to inform clinical care. Well, could you expand on the capabilities of this uh, health monitoring platform? Of course. So one of the things that I think makes the Empatica health monitoring platform stand out from other offerings on the market is that we not only have a wide portfolio of clinically validated endpoints, but we also offer full access to anonymized data in raw format. So people, researchers actually have access to the raw data. They're able to therefore understand the endpoints of the algorithms, the digital biomarkers themselves, the raw data, and they can also develop and refine their own digital biomarkers based on this access, which further enables the development and augmentation of new digital endpoints for clinical trials. As a policymaker, what are your thoughts on the regulatory landscape surrounding the use of this technology as this technology evolves? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's a couple of ways that digital biomarkers are used currently. Um, One sort of faction of uh, scenarios in which we see this kind of uh, technology being used is in clinical research, right? So these are... um, you know, ranging from academia to industry-sponsored trials that are really looking to investigate a new therapeutic or a new medical device and understand, again, the safety and effectiveness of that offering and and eventually to potentially bring something through FDA or a similar uh, regulatory body out of the U.S. And so when we think about clinical research, um, we do have some latitude in the kinds of measures and the kinds of devices that are used in research, depending on um, you know, the purpose of the research and the way that the, the trial is designed. But increasingly, we're hearing from um, our clients and our partners and even from uh, academia that people are really looking for that external mark of validation, right? It becomes quite hard for a clinician or a researcher or a company to wade through the number of uh, companies who are providing variations of digital biomarkers, which, you know, could be more consumer-oriented or could be more um, in the medical device space. So people are saying, I do want a medical-grade biomarker that I can use in a clinical trial that I can rely on and my researchers can rely on, and ultimately that can be presented to a regulatory body and they have confidence that this is an accurate, validated, and meaningful digital biomarker that can be used to support um, approval or clearance of a medical product. Has there been any uh, pushback as far as implementing this technology on a wide scale? 
So I wouldn't say that there has been pushback, but mm-hmm. I think just uh, circling back a bit to your question about um, the regulatory landscape, I do think that there has there remains a bit of um, uncertainty in the field as to where we are going in terms of acceptance of these new digital biomarkers as primary endpoints for pivotal trials. So I think we've seen a rapid uptake um, and validation of use of these endpoints um, as secondary or exploratory measures. Um, and in the, in those circumstances, I think they're very effective to supplement and reinforce some of the gold standard measurements that are traditionally used in clinical trials. But I will say that part of my excitement about digital biomarkers as a field is that I do think we actually have the opportunity to improve upon those gold standard references, right? That we have the opportunity to collect data from patients in their daily life, in their activities of daily living on a much more granular and frequent basis so that we get a really clear idea of the variation of these biomarkers as people go about their lives and we have the potential to be able to identify uh, variations in these biomarkers earlier and in a more clean, clinically meaningful pattern than at the traditional, you know, fairly widely spaced apart clinic visits that are traditionally used to collect gold standard references in clinical trials today. So I do think that there's going to be a learning curve um, across the industry and by regulators understanding when a digital biomarker can really supplant a traditional reference measurement in a clinical trial and can be used as the primary endpoint to support clearance of a new drug or a new therapeutic. Um, and that's an area where I think, uh, again, not pushback is how I'd characterize it, but but it's an area where we're sort of learning together, right? right? Both industry, um, academia, and regulators are all sort of figuring out this new terrain and figuring out what's the most right-sized regulatory framework to give people clarity and certainty as they move forward integrating digital biomarkers into both clinical care and clinical research. Well, give us a website where we can learn more about Empatica. Yeah, absolutely. So our primary website is www.empatica.com. And um, through that website, we have a number of resources that can give information on the products that we produce, also on the science behind the products. And of course, we'd we'd be um, more than uh, happy and excited to have uh, more detailed conversations uh, with folks who are interested in learning more about our technology and the possibility of using it in, in, in research. Well, I thank you for your time tonight, and I'm looking forward to another conversation with you to learn more about this, as I'm sure our listeners are as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Neil. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Marissa Cruz. Audio copies of this program are available at healthprofessionalradio.com.au, also at Anchor Spot. And be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.